What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the award-winning Nintendo podcast, backed by 120 Power Star rating, and the doors to episode 120 are open. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and joining me as always is my long-haired friend, Brostwit. It's Power Star Day. It's Power Star Day, yeah. Yeah, 120. So, does that mean we get to go and see Yoshi, or what's going on? Well, I don't know. He could make a guest appearance sometime. Hmm. I don't really feel like getting in a cannon right now. No. 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 No, it seems a bit tedious. I mean, we've got to, like, calibrate the cannon. I feel like that'll take a bit of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Think yeah. about all the Marios it took to calibrate that cannon. He would have, like, Mario's going into the wall, through the windows. It's only you who finished the game, but actually got to the top of that castle. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Mm. A lot of deaths. <laughs> a lot of deaths. A so, lot of bodies floating in that moat. Super Mario 64 is a very graphic game, but, you know, it's behind the scenes. You don't see it. No, that's exactly no. right, yeah. No. Yeah. So, Bryce, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about Luigi's Mansion 3, some new Nintendo financial results, some Pokemon news leaks, and a, a fair bit more in the show. But to start off with Bryce, I want to ask you. I want to ask you a little random question. I'm, I'm finding these quite fun just to ask you. See, see what uh, bullshit you you pull out of your mouth. All right, mate. All right. <laughs> so if you could, if you could shrink any item to fit into your pocket, what would it be? Okay. Um, prefacing that, can I unshrink it at will? Yes, yes, you can. I can unshrink it at will because I've I've got an answer as well, and okay. I want I want to be able to do that. <laughs> cool. So um, probably a TV. A TV? Huh. Yeah, why not? You, like, we've got the Switch and whatever. Yeah, sure, we can play it like that. Or I could just have a shrinkable TV and then just carry my Switch my switch gear with me and mm. then just have a TV anywhere. Okay. Mm. But that, that's a fine answer. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like though, you could. Like, if you're... You know, you usually watch YouTube and Netflix and whatever. Yeah. You, know, you do have your phone and when you get to, like, a a place with a TV, you're just, like, on, on your account, onto the TV and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what what my answer was? I was actually going for a walk the other day. And I was like, and like I was going for a, a walk around Mount McIntyre, beautiful or Lake McIntyre. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, oh, now I've got to walk back to my car. So wouldn't that be great if I could shrink my car, put it in my pocket, <laughs> then like put my car down, you know, shoot it with my laser laser beam, whatever the hell it is, and the car, doof, get in the car, you know, you don't have to park it, just put it in your pocket. Yeah, in the natural preserve area that is Lake McIntyre, where nobody is allowed to drive. No, no, I don't mean actually. I mean, once you get back to the road. Oh, right. But instead okay. of having to walk back to the car park. Oh, my God. That's like a 30-second walk. It's not that bad. No, no, it wasn't bad at all. <laughs> but it, it, it just made me think, like, oh, it would be pretty sick to be able to do this. <laughs> matchbox to the rescue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, imagine doing that, like, enlarging, like, a matchbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. You can have your free Camaro anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And Or you can put your, your Switch in tabletop mode and uh, enlarge it and you've got a flat screen TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 720p, enlarged. See, I, didn't, I didn't think about that either. <laughs> but at the same time, you said shrink, not enlarge. I did say shrink. That mm. was the question. I'm going off of uh, off of the script. I'm sorry about that, Bryce. Oh. Thanks for pulling me back there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, Bryce, we've been uh, playing it this week. We have. Well... For the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, or for the weekend, yeah. Came out uh, Thursday, Halloween, yeah. very spooky time. Spooky, scary skeleton time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing over the weekend and uh, I'm just, I've got to put it out there that Nintendo did provide me my copy of Luigi's Mansion 3. Yep. Which was actually a very nice surprise. I wasn't expecting it, but. Um, Nintendo did not provide me my copy. I bought mine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> did you get the steel book? No. No, just the copy? Yep. Was it. Was it a bonus or um, limited edition or something with the steelbook? I see a fair few people were posting the um, 
steelbook and it looked pretty cool how it could glow in the dark and everything yeah no i think it's limited yeah was it was just one of those special things. edition or something yeah or, i yeah. think so yeah yeah so yeah I'll, I'll chuck it to you what do you think of the game so far and we'll it's, sort of bounce off one another it's beautiful yeah. yeah yeah like um the thing is is i did i never played dark moon because mm-hmm. i honestly couldn't be bothered on the 3ds and you know didn't really think much of it at the time but for whatever reason this year i was like yeah Luigi's Mansion would be really good, I reckon. So, you know, picked it up on Thursday. I was like, I'm I'm up here now, so I'll put it on my trusty after afterpay. And um I'll uh yeah, play it when I get home on spooky Halloween night. Anyway, <laughs> uh I've only I'm only a few hours in. I'm pretty sure you're only a few hours in as well. Yeah, but... I'm about four and a half or four five hours in. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really detailed. Like it's it's just got that little layer of extra polish, I think, that just makes it feel really, really good. Yeah. Um, like, with Mario Odyssey and stuff like that as well, obviously they had a bit of polish to them as well, but because Luigi's Mansion's smaller in scale, um, I think they had a lot more time to sort of polish up the little things and mm. sort of make it look really nice. And, like, the characters are very well animated, like, down to a T, even down to the facial expressions and everything. It's oddly mesmerizing in a way seeing them move <laughs> so accurately yeah like you, you were you were um quite mesmerized by like the opening the opening of... cut scene yeah night 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 yeah no it's uh i i mean that was pre-release to the game mm. um and like watching it watching it on my switch and on my tv it was just like oh my god this game is so pretty and so well animated and it's good to been to a Luigi's Mansion game again, I guess. Yeah. I haven't played anything since the first, obviously. Again, no Dark Moon. Mm. Um, but back on the GameCube, like, I had fun. At the at the time I was playing it when I was a kid, uh, we had no memory card. So if you died, that was it. Oh, right. You had yeah. no memory card. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the first time the first time we tried to get... Me and a friend tried to get through it. We got all the way up to... Uh, I think it's a graveyard just outside the mansion. We died on that boss and then that was it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, so it was like it was like fairly far into the game. It wasn't like a like a short amount of time. It was yeah. It's pretty good effort, especially for not dying. Yeah, not, yeah. Not that it's a particular hard game, but when you're young. Well, yeah. I, I I would feel that the difficulty in Luigi's Mansion One was probably a bit harder than what it is in three. I feel like you get health thrown at you wherever you go yeah, in three. Yeah, I felt that. Like I felt like during the boss battles, um like at the start, like the phases where you're like, Okay, you're figuring it out. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty liberal with like how many hearts it's giving you yeah which is a good thing i don't particularly um i'm not particularly looking for a challenge in this game while i'm playing it no no that's no. right i'm just looking for like a fun collectathon maybe in the puzzles or sort of just like collecting things and like you know ripping stuff down seeing if i can see anything behind it yeah seeing whether i need to use my plunger or the flashlight or sort of like you know just experimenting yeah that's what i really love about this and just going through the mansion and really like exploring it down to a fault just like spending so much time in each room just sucking it dry until like you can see every wet wall is bare yeah. the ground is bare <laughs> you've sucked up all the fruit you sucked up like everything like alright next room yeah. and like it's you suck up the stuff and like you don't even necessarily get money or anything from it it's just the gratification it's just the gratification of vacuuming yeah. and I wish uh, cleaning your own house was this <laughs> yeah. fun I think we all do yeah Look, 
because you know you, <laughs> when you're vacuuming at home you're like doing the carpet just back and forth imagine if you just like lifted it up and like you know around here like all the amiibo like, boop, 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 suck, <laughs> suck them all up you say like a rat ah oh, you come your bastard suck it up <laughs> it drops money <laughs> like yes what, what you said about it before being beautiful um i heard a, a fair bit of like the the coverage before the game come out basically being like it's it looks like a up-res 3ds game no yeah and i no um, way i don't know what they're on about i i can't talk i can't talk to the graphics uh like as much as you can because i actually haven't played it on tv yet my um my uh, switch has been downloading constantly because i've put a new memory card in it and i just cannot get it to copy and paste my old data onto this new memory card so that's yeah. just constantly downloading so i've just been playing on my switch Lite, yeah which obviously can't uh go into tv mode so i've just been playing on my switch Lite, and it looks great on that small screen I can't, so I haven't played it on my 55-inch screen. But from what I can tell, it looks um looks really nice. Just from what I would expect, I I wouldn't expect uh, you know next level graphics or anything like that. But no, I mean I I like even this morning I I was like I got up. I'm like all right, I'm gonna chuck on some Luigi's Mansion before I get into anything this morning. So I got the kids' breakfast and all that, and mm. I sat down and I'm like all right, Luigi's Mansion on the TV. Play a little bit of that and. Um, I got I played maybe about an hour and a half even and this is the second or third time I put it on the TV and it does it looks brilliant I, I don't know what people are really on about I understand that like Dark Moon for what it was looked like a very nice version of Luigi's Mansion hmm. um, but this is definitely like absolutely beautiful I feel like the lighting plays really well out and you know I don't, I don't see any jagged edges, edges or anything personally I feel like if I did then it'd be like you know, it's it's a shame. Yeah, and maybe the people bringing this up to are like, you know, minority. Really, well, really like tuned into all of all of that type of stuff. Where you know, I look at something and go, oh yeah, that's uh, that's fine. Like the only the only thing I've noticed like frames and stuff on was like Destiny Two, which was like thirty, which was just like pretty uncommon for first person shooters. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, for something like this where it's like pretty slow when you're just methodically just looking around and stuff, I think it's pretty good. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And like, again, I think it's one of the prettier looking games that they've sort of put out, um, even comparing to Mario Odyssey. Obviously, Mario Odyssey is a bit more, uh, I guess, open and it's not as linear tracked and therefore, you know, it's sort of got an excuse in comparison and yeah, that's cool and everything, but I just feel like it it is really a good looking game at least from every moment that i've played it i've enjoyed it mm. uh the ghosts and everything you know they're all well animated and have a lot of personality like any unique ghost has a unique like finishing animation and all that yeah i i think i think honestly it's you know probably the most fun i've had with luigi's mansion so far like across my play time over one and up to now yeah i think it is mine too like i um obviously played the the first one on <coughs> emulator <laughs> like you know a fair few years ago now uh played the second one and played i played a little bit of the uh the, the remake of the first one on 3ds but at, at that time i was like you know i don't need to play this because the third one is coming this year at the end mm-hmm. so i didn't have to get my luigi's mansion fix on 3ds back then yeah but yeah this is definitely um the one that's uh really absorbed me into the game the most i think my only real complaint with this game is uh is the ghosts um like the unique ghosts they have a lot of personality and like obviously they've got their roles in the hotel whether it be like the security guard or the chef or yeah like whatever yeah. it may be but with luigi's mansion one they made like a real habit of like each area is its own area and it has its own story within it 
So, you know, you got like mm. the uh, Clancy, Chauncey, and I can't remember the mother's name. No, I can't either. No. Um, but like they all had names and they had their own thing and all that. And I haven't really come across like a Chauncey grade battle. A lot of people remember Chauncey as like, you know, you get shrunk down into a crib and you fight a baby with using using its toys sort of thing. Um, I haven't found that sort of grade of, like, immersion into an actual ghost story yet. It's sort of just been like, oh, these these ghosts have unique mechanics around them, like, you know, uh, obviously, like... Yeah, so, so, like, obviously we haven't finished the game yet, so that might be coming. That might be, yeah, but I feel but- like I've put, like, a decent amount of time into it. And, like, Chauncey was maybe 45 minutes into the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, in the Luigi's Mansion one, I'm obviously a few hours into it at the bare minimum. You know, I'm looking anywhere from three to five hours um, because work. But um, I haven't found anything exactly like that yet. I'm about the same point that you ended off last night when we were just sitting there romping with it. Okay, yeah. So I'm back up to that point. So I'm close to where you are now. Yeah. Um, and like they're certainly unique and they're good, but I feel like I haven't found that Chauncey grade battle yet. Mm. Yeah, I feel like. That's one of the the defining bosses that I remember from the first game, and it was one of the first bosses. Well, it is the first real boss, so yeah, I guess it just hasn't really popped yeah. up and occurred to me yet. Yeah, uh, what I notice as well, like uh, since I've been playing today, since we've I've gotten past where I was yesterday, uh, I've gotten to a floor which was um, based on like this like medieval themed, which we played in actual at the yes, PAX demo. Yeah, P- like played that floor. Then the next floor was uh, like a a garden theme and the themes are really starting to get real interesting each layer I'm going up yeah and like they all bring in different mechanics and everything and I'm like I really I really enjoy it yeah 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 and uh, I'm not going to say too much just in case people are sensitive to spoilers for this I know personally before release I didn't really care about spoilers for this game but yep. there are people out there that might be but yeah really enjoying the um, mechanics just from each floor to floor yeah 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 the um, medieval battle, I think, from the PAX floor demo, I think that was probably the closest thing to like a Chauncey grade battle that I've seen. And obviously, I haven't been there yet. Mm. Um, we, I've, I've played that battle, and it's really good. But uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So I sort of, I'll sort of grade it when I get there and go, oh, I've put like five hours in or six hours in, and I've gotten to this boss battle, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that's where it is, mm. and it starts to sort of ramp up with like the more unique ghosts um like yeah i, w- I want to talk more about it but I'll, I'll we'll leave it until next week when yeah we'll talk about it until we'll both play through it and we might do like yeah. a i guess i guess we could call it a, we could do a spoiler cast type thing yeah it's not necessarily story based but it's just like i'm gonna try smash it out before pokemon anyway yeah yeah same like, yeah. obviously um because once pokemon's out you know it's that's gonna be time's it. gone yeah <laughs> time's gone yeah you yeah. know by the time we start Pokemon, it's also coming into summer season where we get mm. really busy. So, um, we will have a, the time for Pokemon, and that's it. I've got it. A f- uh, actually a few first-party Nintendo games where I'm like, I've got to finish it before Pokemon, but it's not going to happen. Luigi's Mansion is pretty doable yep. for Pokemon, as yep. far as like you know between work and everything. That's right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, also, with Luigi's Mansion, like uh, like Link's Awakening come out, and like the like mo- obviously multiple Nintendo games since July, and playing them I I haven't been in the mood for them necessarily yeah and I've been in a little bit of a rut just from like when I get home from work I'm just like buggered and pretty much what I've been doing is having a shower and eating something for tea and mm-hmm. going to bed yeah 
and I just haven't been playing games and it's sort of I've sort of been like in a bit of a rut like I've been like I've got to play Fire Emblem but there's I can't bring myself to sort of do that after when I'm just exhausted yeah. it's a game you got to like put like a lot of like thought into like going forward oh yeah because yeah. like th- there are consequences to doing things wrong yeah whereas like Luigi's Mansion I'm finding it really easy to pick up my Switch Lite and just explore and suck everything up go, go for the bosses I'm really enjoying myself and I think it's something that's uh, something that can be done in short bursts too because of the mm. amount of time it auto saves yeah whenever yeah. you walk through a door it auto saves so mm. it's sort of like Oh, I gotta go do something. So you just walk through a door. I do. I what I don't like about it, as far as the autosave goes, I wish you could just do your own save as well, because yeah, I I, I just don't autosaves are great. Obviously, if your switch freezes or whatever, but I just don't trust it. I want to just go save, saving, done. Then <laughs> like that's it. Oh yeah, I feel that. Yeah, because like every time I'm like, uh, all right, I want to stop now. I go to another room. It says saving. Wait for it. Go out. I'll go to the menu then I go to the save file again just to see that it's done it like, okay it's done oh yeah Good. I'm the type of person that yeah. saves three times before I'm before I'm gratified mm. you know so I don't do I don't do it three times but yeah yeah <laughs> so like I, I understand the virtue but I kind of just let myself like yeah mm. just try to ignore it and then just go yep okay well it's automatically saving so whatever yeah yeah yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Luigi's Mansion Three. Good. Really great. Um. Yeah. So now that this is out and Next Level Games is hopefully on holiday, enjoying himself, whatever. I, w- I was. This did make me think. Are we going to get Mario Strikers Charged or Mario Strikers game ever again on Switch? You reckon? <laughs> Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like the. A lot of people, including yourself, are like, "Oh, I pick up my FIFA. I have fun with my FIFA." But that is a soccer game for me. I love that game. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a I'm a Mario Strikers guy. I'm not a FIFA guy. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> if you could buy Mario Strikers every year, you would. No, no, no way. <laughs> no way. No, but you would buy FIFA every year. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't even. Oh, you still try to pick up them when they're cheap, no? Don't. You have I um Okay. You have how I many copies of FIFA FIFA do you have? I bought the World Cup one in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. I then I got it 2014 when it came to PS4. Mm-hmm. I got it uh, 2017 because uh, um, I got that on Xbox One to play with Xbox One people and also that's when they brought in the story mode. I'm like, oh, well, story mode looks like fun. Yep. Played through that. Uh, so that that was a good buy. Then I bought it on Switch because I want it portably and they're the only FIFAs I've got. That's still a lot of FIFA games. Yeah, but that's <laughs> in a decade almost, nine I years. Suppose. I suppose... I don't buy it every year. Yeah, I wouldn't prob- buy Strikers. Show. What what they do every year? They could change the roster. There's plenty of Mario <laughs> characters. <laughs> Super Super yeah. Smash Bros. Strikers. There Ooh, you go. N- oh, now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. This is coming two versions. or buy both. So yeah, you like the game, Bros? Absolutely love it. Awesome. So let's move into some uh, financial results, Bros. I know you're you're a big financial results man. If I could do this all the time, man. <laughs> I, no because the financial I know you're like ah oh, who cares you're just numbers who cares but I, I'm really interested by like Nintendo sales and oh I'm interested going. too yeah don't get me wrong I'm interested too I just feel like it's a thing that I passively learn you know you passively like, learn yeah just through Twitter yeah but that's uh, but people listening to this podcast they passively learn from us you know what I'm saying Bryce they might passively learn it through Twitter before we even talk about it yeah but then that's where we bring the discussion mate <laughs> alright we we say the same thing every time, Drew. <laughs> yes, that is good. The Switch is doing well. 
Yes. It is doing well. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it sold um, a fair few units, Bros. It is going well. <laughs> it's going well. See, that, that's why I like bringing it up because it's going well. <laughs> if we had to bring it up every... T- if, if we're doing this during the Wii U generation, we're like, oh, Christ almighty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sold another. We wouldn't talk about it if it was negative. I mean, we would. Would we? Yeah. What are we, sponsored by Nintendo? Hey. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying <laughs> the way you worded that made it sound like we're only talking about it if it's positive. Mm. No, I didn't say that. Anyway, let's move, no, in. Let's move, exactly in. What it let's move into it, Bryce. You're bloody derailing the whole show. Good. So the Switch at the moment has sold uh, 41 million units, so that's up like a, f- a fair few million. I don't actually have the last... More than uh, the Xbox One, if I'm correct. Um, it, it'll be on the tail, so... I don't have this in front of me right now, but from what I from what I read on Twitter the other day, it outs it's outsold the Xbox One now. The Xbox One in uh, July was at forty one million, and now the Switch has just reached that. So whether Xbox One sales have slowed right down and Switch has surpassed it in the meantime, maybe, but probably not at the trajectory it's on. Mm. But yeah, we don't actually know at the moment. But yeah. Okay. It's uh, right on the heels at the very least. And okay. it, it, it's, it's going to overtake it. Right. Xbox yeah. One isn't going to keep selling, especially with the next, uh, next console coming. coming. Yeah. 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 So it's really uh, good news for that. And the Switch Lite has sold 2 million units just in, uh, was it, I think it was like uh, two weeks or so, because this only goes to the end of September. So that's a great result for that. It got you know they got an extra sale from me and Dash and sep- a lot of people in. Are they community. separating the Switch Lite from the Switch in those sales? Uh, no, they're not. No, it's okay. all together. Right. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. Makes sense. So moving to the games because the games is uh what really interests me as far as uh, the sales go. So we'll we'll go from um we'll go through the top ten. So the tenth best selling game on Switch first party wise at least is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening at uh, 3.13 million units beautiful and we're talking about this the other day in the car actually like this is one of the most surprising ones because this was uh, you know only to the end of September Link's Awakening had only been out for two weeks and it's already done this amount of sales whereas like in the past for a Legend of Zelda game to uh, sell anywhere near this especially like a remake of a 2D sort of weird game it's not like a Twilight Princess or something to sell sell this much in this short amount of time is really baffling yeah and it well not baffling it's really great yeah and it's it sh- strange mm, yeah, yeah it's strange and it shows you how uh, how Breath of the Wild has sort of affected the uh, the brand recognition of the series in a positive way you reckon mm. I think it gave it a big boost a lot more people interested in it yeah Maybe. I think you'll probably find that a lot of people just know Link's Awakening and they saw it and it's like, oh, looks like it's a really good choice for Switch, you know? Mm. Well, just um, as a... as Well, compared to the 3DS sales, so a similar game, uh, Link, Link Between Worlds is not on the best... the top 10 best-selling 3DS games. Right. But what points to Breath of the Wild's influence? They're completely different in how they operate they are but it's just like the legend of zelda as a series it's got more eyes on it now because of breath of the wild yeah maybe maybe <laughs> no look don't get me wrong i love breath of the wild and i think breath of the wild's done great things with zelda and i was talking last night about how much i can't wait for breath of the wild 2 news but i feel like maybe it was just it could have just been marketed better i feel like i feel like link between worlds wasn't marketed at all 
I don't feel I don't remember it being marketed as you know like with big posters everywhere and all that shit like they do with Link's Awakening. Mm. They've had posters and a lot of EB games like big old posters and all that sort of thing. A lot of promotional material has been sort of sent out. I feel like that's got probably a larger part to play. And then you know people sort of look at Breath of the Wild or whatever and they go, oh, that's not quite for my son. He's only five years old. I'm buying him a Switch. <laughs> You know, it's like, but that one looks good. It's a cute little cartoon man with a sword. Oh, what a nice novel concept. <laughs> I feel I feel like just in the hands of like, obviously the Switch sells like crazy and it's like the new craze, great console, fantastic console. And when you're talking about games that are good for the system and good for younger kids, mm. Link's Awakening is a really good jumping in point for kids. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. it's, it's not as complicated as Breath of the Wild. So it's sort of like, well, do I pick up Breath of the Wild or do I pick up... Link, um, Link's Awakening for my son and I feel like it's kind of like Link's Awakening mm. yeah. I, yeah I don't feel like it's a, necessarily a choice I feel like people that m- might not have played Nintendo for since the GameCube or something uh, last game they might have played in the Zelda series might have been Ocarina of Time Breath of the Wild made such a splash just um, that you know people bought a Switch to play that game and now that a new Zelda game has come out whether it's a remake and it's completely different than Breath of the Wild obviously um, I think it's just attracted more people to that franchise yeah maybe hmm. maybe yeah and uh, yeah I, I think I think it's got influence for sure but I don't think like when you're talking about the discrepancy of like Link Between Worlds and then this I feel like this was marketed more than what Link Between Worlds was. As much as like I mm. infinitely enjoyed Link Between Worlds, it's one of yeah, the best yeah. Zelda games in the series, it, and it didn't sell as much as Link's Awakening. I do feel like Link's Awakening was much more promoted. Yeah, and the, the thing the thing with um, Link Between Worlds as well is it came out on like the same day as Mario 3D World, and I, I know that that was obviously Mario's a bigger series, but that was also on the Wii U, and a lot of 3DS owners weren't even looking at it. Yeah, but in saying that, there's probably more Mario posters up to try and sell Wii U. That's right. Yeah, as well. Like so, it- so when you think of it from that perspective, yeah, it's just mm. sort of like it's the right. It was the right time to have a 2D Zelda. Yeah, realistically, I'm looking like the tenth best-selling 3DS game from Nintendo was actually Tomodachi Life at six point. <laughs> never, no, I never even played it. So there you go. Yeah, which is which is really interesting. I don't. Yeah, just looking at this, I'm like, how? There's no, there's actually no Zelda game on this list for 3ds. Don't that's know where it falls, but it's not uh, in the top ten. That's a little, that's a little surprising. Yeah, it is actually. Considering Ocarina of Time 3D and Majora's Mask 3D. Yeah. And I mean, those games like, oof. That, that's what I'm saying though. Like these, um, a game like Link's Awakening typically does not sell like this. No, it doesn't. I'm, yeah. I'm. I'll admit to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not sure. It's it's 100 down to Breath of the Wild's influence and push. I just feel like they marketed it really well this time yeah. around. And that's it was thing. everywhere. That is the thing too. Like their marketing switch has gotten a lot better. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. to be fair, even if they said Drew Bryce, you go and market the Wii U, and you're sitting down with your pen and your paper, you're like, all right, how do we market this fucking thing? Well, I'd market it. <laughs> no, like seriously, like to get people to buy it, you know, it's hard. I wouldn't do what they were doing when they were doing like awful commercials, just like <laughs> real awful, but yeah. I'd market it for the software because the software is the best part about it, but yeah. Yeah, not the, uh, not the, not the screen. Hardware. Yeah. Not so. the hardware. And 
just uh, moving on to the next game, this is also why it's like, holy crap, this is selling really well, is the next game is Super Mario Maker 2, which came out in June, and that is at 3.93 million units. Yeah. So it's right on the heels of Mario Maker 2, and Mario Maker 2 has been out months more than this game. Uh, yeah, but despite Mario Ma- Mario Maker being more of an obviously recognizable brand again, mm-hmm. um, I feel like Mario Maker hits a lot smaller of a niche because it's like, you know, people that like creating courses that are majority going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. And that that is like obviously 70% of the game. Is... Yeah, people people probably say Maker. Well, I can't be bothered making it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. And you know what? I feel a bit like that. But yeah. at, at the same time, you know, you can go on there and play Infinite Mario as well. Oh, yeah, that's why I own it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I own it as well. So it's not even particularly so I can go and make levels. It's just because of the fact that I can play a shit ton of Mario levels I don't think I've even made one of Mario Maker 2 to be honest I don't think I have either so no. there you go yeah I haven't even done the story mode I just use it to play Mario levels I, I played through the story mode it's really short I thought it'd be a lot longer yeah because you know how you know how you got to build the whole castle yeah I'm like oh this is going to take forever it took like maybe 3-4 hours yeah went through it real quick right really yeah. fun though mm-hmm. recommend it it's good fun <laughs> alright uh, and above that is a new Super Mario U Deluxe. Oh, hooray. <laughs> so that's been a bit longer than Mario Maker 2, but you know, it's selling more. It'll be interesting to see whether Mario Maker 2 will take over this game or or not. Because these 2D Mario games, you know, historically they've sold really well. You know, looking back on Wii and Wii U, you know, they've done really well. That's why they keep pushing them out, looking the same, much to our chagrin. Yeah, yeah. well, no, I'll pass, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun, but yeah, it's uh, the same what we've been playing for the last decade. Yep. Uh, Super Mario Party at 7.59 million units. Uh, so, yeah. Self-explanatory, it's a party game. Like, Pretty even much. if it's not the greatest paper, uh, Mario Party. I almost mm. said Paper Mario for whatever reason. Uh, even if it isn't the greatest paper... Uh, God! Paper Mario? <laughs> paper Mario. <laughs> even if it isn't like the greatest Mario. Mario Party, it'll still sell because it's a party game and yeah. the Switch is great on it. So there mm. you go. Hopefully we see some DLC or something for it to like push the sales again. Because I feel like I feel like that'd be genius, but I don't think they're going to do it either. Yeah. Yeah. But it's sort of interesting why, why not, but oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Splatoon 2 at 9.28 million units. Uh, hope it gets to 10 million units. That'd be a great message to Nintendo to definitely keep that series going, even though it will keep going. Definitely. Uh, um, this one's sort of an interesting one, Bryce. So, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee at 11.28 million units. So, I guess since last year, last year I think it sold about 10 million, um, you know, a bit after New Year's type of thing. So, within the next year it sold an additional almost a million and a half. So, be, what, what I'm really interested to see is Pokemon Sword and Shield, how much that's going to be... Um, that's going to sell at this time next year. Like, I hope it sells more, but at the same time, like, it's not without its faults. And we've talked about that before. So it's sort of like, I hope it sells more because I want that to remain the core game. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee could stay up above them and then it could influence how Pokemon's going to move forward. Mm. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm not too worried about. I um, want people to buy Sword and Shield just to keep it. Keep Let's Go and Pikachu not become Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee not become the norm. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not too worried. I'm just like interested to see because you hear some people saying, "I never bought this because that's not what I wanted." I'm waiting for like the true RPGs coming in the next year. You know, you hear like some people do that, but I think majority of people who are big Pokemon fans like you and I, you know, 
they did buy this game yeah. as well. So it'll be interesting to see whether they're roughly the same or because if they're if if let's go Pikachu and Eevee if they if you know they turns out they sold more in their first year that means that casual people from Pokemon Go and whatever did come and yeah. th- their idea worked or if they didn't sell as well is just pretty much the core Pokemon user base bought them um, the people that didn't really want the casual experience didn't buy it and yeah yeah and that's just uh, interesting to see where, where it goes yeah um, so, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has sold 14.54 million units. Beautiful game. Awesome to see it. Keep them selling. 10 Mario. out of 10. <laughs> yes. Uh, 11 out of 11. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey has sold 15.38 million units. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has sold 15.71 million units. Love you, Smash Bros. And what this means for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is now, uh, this game is now the best-selling Smash Bros. game in the series. Beautiful. Um, and that's cons- that's also considering the Wii U and the 3DS version of the game put together Yep. as well, which is, you know, a great... Because uh, Smash Bros. Um, Brawl it was uh, 13... I'll, I'll just uh, check it. Uh, what did uh, Brawl sell? Brawl sold um, 13.27 million units. Cool. So they've sold 2 million more uh, copies of the game than on Brawl. And at, at the time, it didn't look like... It look, looked like that was going to be a hard number to beat. Then obviously Ultimates come out and it's just like got to ten million Slammed like super it. quick. Yeah. And it's just like it's going up and up. And it's one of those games you've got to pick up with your Switch along with Mario Kart and Zelda or Pokemon or For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And of course at the very top is Mario Kart eight deluxe. I don't think this is gonna be dethroned every no. time we talk about it, but it's at nineteen point oh one million. And just for, just for context, so the best-selling Mario Kart game is Mario Kart Wii at 37.24 million units. So it's got to sell double <laughs> to get to where the Wii version is. Can it be done? Who knows? Uh, I don't think so. Prob- probably not. The install, bla- the install base for the Wii is ridiculous. Mm. And they also bundled Mario Kart Wii with Wiis for a long time as well. They did. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we'll see whether... Yeah, we'll see whether it gets anywhere near the Wii version, but regardless, uh, nineteen point or well, nineteen million units is awesome. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well deserved, and I guess this brings up the question: Do you think we will get Mario Kart Nine or whatever on Switch with this version going so well? Um, it's sort of like maybe. a sort of like a fifty-fifty, isn't it? Like it's one hundred percent a fifty-fifty. They might just be like, this is selling well; it's doing the job. It's it's uh, selling units and everything. There's never the, been a double up on the Mario Kart series before. This could be a first, hmm. you know. But if you're Nintendo, it's kind of like even if you have one ready to go, you've made it. It's packaged. You've got to send it out <laughs> to the eShop or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like why <laughs> do you want to hinder this game? It's go. It's still selling. It's killing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Could happen, could not. And also, like, to consumers, why do we need to buy another Mario Kart on the Switch when we've already got one? What's what's going to be their big gimmick or their big reason to be like, oh, this Mario Kart looks way better? <laughs> well, it's, you know, wait-and-see scenario might be way better. Yeah. It's the same reason we buy ports from the Wii U to the Switch. We've already played them, but... Mm. God damn, they might be better. Who knows? <laughs> God damn, they might be better. They might be better. Like, I'm going to buy the shit out of Xenoblade Chronicles next year. Holy yeah. hell. Mm. And I've played that game. Yeah, 
you know that is a yeah a remaster but, but it's, yes oh my god it's so beautiful yes so beautiful I can't wait anyway yeah and uh, don't forget Tropical Freeze you get Funky Kong that's right exactly he- see people still bought that game and that was Wii U like you, you just sit, you're sitting there playing. You're like, fucking. This game is great, but God, on the Switch, it's just so much more funky. <laughs> just, just wonderful. I left it in my, I left it in my brie and in the fridge. Pulled it out in the morning and it smelled like the cheese. It was mm. pretty funky. Wow, jeez, it's yeah. it's, it's going a bit sterile. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't played Tropical Freeze on Switch because I have not. No. Yeah. I've already got it on Wii. I haven't. Yeah. You want me to be 100% and completely honest? No, just 80%, please. Okay. I'm <laughs> I, I will start with I may have not played any of the Returns games then. Oh, really? I have not. <laughs> not even not even uh, the Wii one. All right. Nope. All right. No, nah, I haven't <laughs> played them. They look fun. They look yeah. great. I'm just I just don't really care. But I I sound contradictory because I sound I, I I'm really excited yeah. to pick up uh Ukulele yeah. in the Impossible Lair, because that game looks fun as hell, and it yeah. looks very much similar in that regard. So mm. it's funny. I think I forgot who was there talking to one of the developers at E3 or something, but they're talking to uh, some of the guys from Platonic, and they got asked about, uh, well, is this game sort of inspired by Donkey Kong and what Retro's done with Tropical Freeze? And they're like, uh, we haven't, uh, I haven't played. Well, they said I haven't played Tropical Freeze, but one of them was like an ex-developer from Rare who not from 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 Retro who worked on <laughs> Tropical Freeze and so like oh you lying bastards <laughs> yeah I mean if you, I was about to say if you can ever find Tropical Freeze for cheap which you never will you should you should pick it up and play it well that's the only reason I, that's the only reason I haven't and I've never like I like Donkey Kong Country but I'm not overly keen to go jump back into it yeah. if that makes sense Yes, yeah. I like the original trio. I'm kind of happy enough with them as it is, and if I want to ever want to go play Donkey Kong Country again, I feel like that's the best experience I'm going to get anyway. Not that you know those two games are pushover games; they're really good, and I understand they are really good. But then you know, I've also got Ukulele in the Impossible Lair I could play, which is also becoming like insanely well reviewed. And, yeah. and I guess the thing is. It's made by the people who made Donkey Kong Country. So. Yeah. And I guess the main thing with that game as well is it's $45. <laughs> that's that's it as well. Yeah. It is far cheaper. Unless you go and buy it physically, then it's more expensive. But I guess I just won't go buy it physically. Yeah, $70. What a... I don't know how they jack it up so much. 25 bucks extra. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'd rather just buy digital. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to. I played the demo at PAX. It was beautiful. I loved it and... I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it eventually. Yeah, I've got it on my wish list. Along along yeah. with Untitled Goose Game, but I just haven't got around to that either. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, Jamie Penning, if you're listening, uh, give Bryce a DM saying why haven't you played the bloody games? You I'm sure I'm sure he'd be happy with me playing the original <laughs> trilogy. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure he'd be fine with that. And like again, Platonic is X Rare. Yeah. So they they knew how to do the original games justice. I'm sure they knew how to do Impossible Air justice. So mm. that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah. Mm. Nothing yeah. against retro, of course, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm after. Yeah. So we've seen some healthy sales from Nintendo. Still, that's good. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it, especially this year, if it was like sales slowing down or showing any sign of just like it being a fad, it's over. Whatever. That would mm-hmm. be real bad this year. 
Yeah. Especially because like next year is going to be like the the testing point for Nintendo. This is going up against PS Five and the next Xbox. Nintendo's gonna, you know, they don't have uh, this free space anymore because yeah. PlayStation's been pretty much laying back, not really doing much. You know, and they've got Last of Us next year. They got Ghost of Tsushima next year. Xbox is like pretty much like you've got we've got some great services. Um, yeah, that's what we've got. Yeah. <laughs> so Nintendo's pretty much got like, you know, they had the space this year, but we've got Luigi's Mansion, we've got these games, Astral Chain, we've got all this stuff coming out. We've got Pokemon at the end of the year. We really should, um, I don't know why we didn't do it when we started the podcast, but what we really should be doing, and we should probably start with it this year, is like getting to the end of the year and then having one episode that's just dedicated about talking every game that was released oh, yeah. we, we will be doing that by Nintendo because mm. every year that we've had we've had a absolute smash out lineup and I think just about every title that uh, every series that Nintendo has brought over to the Switch whether it be Fire Emblem Mario Zelda Luigi's Mansion you know Mario Kart even it's just it's flawed like everything Oh, I, thought, I thought you just said not it's... F, not, F, <laughs> not F-L-A-W, F-L-L-O-O-R-E-D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's absolutely flawed, like, everything below it. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Like, it's yeah. crazy it's how... Knocked it, it's knocked it out the park. They, yeah. Well, I, I, they must have went to that cave from Aladdin and picked out the genie's lamp and just be like, let's make every game release on the Switch be better than every other series game that they had, you know? Mm-hmm. And every every it, series has shown its A game. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean we haven't we haven't seen a couple yet. Animal Crossing might be garbage, but it certainly doesn't look oh, garbage. Oh, Bryce, don't you break my heart? But it, but it certainly doesn't look garbage, and I'm sure Metroid yeah. Prime Four is going to be amazing. Hopefully, if they put in great multiplayer, it'll be even better. But we'll see. Oh, come on, I'll play as my Silas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tracer. Yeah, not from Overwatch. <laughs> Speaking of Overwatch, Bryce, we're going to talk about Overwatch Two, because Overwatch Two was. Announced. Announced for Switch. Hey, amongst yeah. all the Blizzard controversy. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about the Blizzard con- controversy because, <laughs> you know, we've I've listened to a lot. You've listened to a lot. Absolutely. You know, I th- just for our, our stance on it, free speech is good. Blizzard don't be a bunch of dickheads. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's and, the best way to put it. And not everyone at Blizzard is a bunch of dickheads. Is yeah. a bunch of dickheads. No, no, no. The, yeah, the, the corporate of Blizzard is yeah. a bunch of dickheads. Because yeah. like the people making Overwatch 2, Diablo 4, etc., no, the artists and everything, you know, they're like normal people earning their and, wages, going and home, they're getting the back shelf for this too. Yeah, they're just like, you know, they're turning up at BlizzCon, being like, oh, you know, support Hong Kong and all this shit, and the and the guys are just like, please like the stuff that we put all our time on, please. <laughs> I've been working on this for four years. I've been working on this for four years. <laughs> I don't, I don't share the views of the company, please. Just like mm. my work. <laughs> yeah. So. I guess I'm not going to talk about this too long, but when I did see the announcement, my first thought was they just released Overwatch on Switch and it just felt like a bit of a backhand <laughs> to people that just bought it on a new platform. But with the news coming out that you know the Overwatch 2 is coming to Switch and that the multiplayer is pretty much the same it's across 100% both. 100% the same, yeah. yeah. So basically, you know, it's, it's basically an, it's an, an expansion with you know um, story missions and co-op missions and things like that. Um, so you, you know, you, you were saying the other day how you're like, sort of, you know, you you shrugged at the news, and you know a lot more about Overwatch from me. So what's sort of your uh, take on on the news, and are you happy it's this version's coming to Switch and that it's going to be supported into the future? It's really not going to matter. 
in my opinion, it's just kind of like, hey, what Fortnite did with Battle Royale, they're like, hey, we'll put that on Switch, but we won't put Save the Save the World on Switch. Mm-hmm. If they put the Save the World on Switch, then we'd have like the full Fortnite experience, for example. But with this, it's kind of just like Overwatch is on Switch. It's like great, so people bought it, and then it's like Overwatch Two's on Switch. It's like great, mm. and then they're like, oh, well, we couldn't do the story. We couldn't do the story of the co-op with the engine we had, so we did it with this one. And it's just like, by the way, the multiplayer is pretty much just you know, slightly visually better tacked on <laughs> Overwatch One multiplayer. And to be completely honest, if they're going to start selling that at eighty dollars as well, fuck no, I'm good. Mm. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Overwatch has been out for three, four years at this point. I think I could be wrong. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. There yeah. you go. Three years. Right, coming into four. By the time this releases, it'd be coming into four. Like I feel like they could have just done a good upgrade, and been like, here we go, good. But no, they they kind of put out the news. They're like, oh, hey, uh, don't worry, you people who are playing Overwatch, we are doing the same updates for both ga- both games. It's like, cool. So basically, you're, what you're telling me is I bought Overwatch 1, I paid my $80 for that, and basically a version that's coming out that's got attacked on co-op mode, which people have been asking for for ages and they've done over seasonal events, mm-hmm. will be in instead. Except I'm assuming that they're going to be expecting full price for this because the people that didn't play Overwatch 1 would be getting a much cheaper experience buying Overwatch 2. Mm. But the people who bought Overwatch 1 are getting ripped off. Yeah. But do, do you think, say, um, you go into the game, do you reckon there'll be like a ad expansion for co-op stuff and it just like you pay the $45 no. or whatever it is and that becomes the game? Don't think so? No, yeah. because they needed an entire new engine to do the co-op stuff. Mm. So, they're selling it as a brand new game. That's mm. why it's Overwatch 2 and not an expansion. Yeah, well, yeah, well I guess... Uh, well, yeah, that, yes, that, that's your thoughts from like being in that Overwatch community for, you know, since it released and you've been... Yeah, since its launch. Yeah, since you've been playing. I guess uh, from my perspective of, you know, barely playing it, my, my thoughts of like, oh, you know, um, having the co-op stuff and that, I'm like, that looks like a bit more fun to me being able to just like do that like stuff like salmon run and like just like horde modes in general being able to like party up with people and do that yeah but don't get me wrong they have been doing that mm. like they've done it in seasonal events they've had horde modes and they've had mission objective based gameplay yeah where they're like oh we're telling a story through this mission that's like a mini horde mode with an objective they've done that before but what they've done with this is they're like oh we're doing this and then adding in like an RPG experience it's like oh yeah, they, yeah they've got that too I'm, I'm like yeah. cool and that telling telling a story like that's great and everything but it's, it's kind of just like couldn't have you just like done the whole game mm. and then for the people that bought Overwatch 1 who are going to get the shit for free it's like oh yeah cool thanks we appreciate that but at the same time it's like what drive is there for us to buy Overwatch 2 it's like you, we get a co-op, a co-op thing, I guess, but yeah. we get that with every, pretty much every seasonal event anyway. Mm. So, what am I really missing out on? The law? Yeah. Well, I, I guess if you don't feel like you're missing out anything by not getting it, I guess that's the benefit of them still supporting the people that bought the first game. It's just like it's a free upgrade. You know, the graphics get upgraded. The whatever get you know you get the the new uh, heroes as well. Like you don't have to buy this if you've already got it on PC or Switch or playstation whatever you've got it on let me let me put it this way it it's it's basically like going from diablo 3 wanting for, for a diablo 4 announcement and then the, the thing they had to announce was diablo mobile last year 
That's what it feels like. It's like, cool, another Diablo experience, but why that? It's the same thing. It's like, why couldn't you have just made a better multiplayer experience with brand new maps and new heroes added to the roster and doing all that and then just made it like a full-blown upgrade? It's been four years. Yeah, so... Would you prefer them just to throw the first game in the bin and just start again so you well, have to buy the f- new game? No, you keep the first game active. It's not like they can't, but at the same time, they could stop updating that game and they could have just done a whole new revamped multiplayer using this new engine that they've got. Mm-hmm. That's why I said it feels like it's tacked on. Right, yeah. Like, it's if you're going to make us pay $80 for a brand new experience but only give us actually half of what we've already paid, then thus us who have already owned Overwatch aren't really gaining anything at all. And we're the ones that supported it for the last four years. Hmm. And that's where it sort of comes in. I mean, you've bought Overwatch before. Yeah, yeah, I've bought it, yeah. Like, you haven't played much of it, but you definitely supported Overwatch by buying it. And, like, for them to go, hey, Overwatch 2 has tacked on Overwatch 1 multiplayer. Hmm. The, the problem with Overwatch for me was, and it was not the game at all, bought it in 2016, I was living out at the farm, no internet. Yeah. Because um, I bought it knowing full well I couldn't really play it. But I, I just, I loved the look of it. I really wanted to play it. And I played it a couple of times with you, and I did enjoy myself. Yeah. But, yeah, I've said it a million times, but I guess me living out of town, growing up without internet... I still haven't really gotten into the routine of playing online games yeah. that often. Yeah, and that's what you need Modern Warfare for. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was I was I was watching um Sean uh, Sean Capri's uh, Twitch stream today, and he was playing Modern Warfare. I'm like, oh, he was playing like a level which was like real small and like um compact. And I'm like, oh, this was like fun. Just like it reminded me of like one of the uh, the maps from the original Modern Warfare. With just like shipping crates and that around, it could have been to the the two v two mode. Was it two v two? It might mode? have been, yeah. The gunfight mode. It looked like lots of fun anyway. I'm like, oh, once you die, was it a once you die, you're out situation until the uh, next round? It might have been. I think it might have been. Yeah, because that's gunfight. That's what that's what I played at PAX. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. Yes. Now it look, looks like a lot of fun. I reckon that's gonna be a Christmas. Well, yeah. they they had a leak for it. Like just just slightly sidelining here for a bit. They had a leak for it today after. Uh, data mining the game and there's 38 maps planned for that game they're wow. all in the all in the code awesome yeah. 38 and that's like new maps and returning maps from all the CODs so that's a lot of maps and they're all free mm. <laughs> over the next year so that's really positive anyway yeah, yeah. there's yeah. my sideline on that yeah so there's no release date for Overwatch 2 no Whether- the worst part is Jeff Kaplan's like I have no idea when it's coming out it's like cool so why did you announce it <laughs> I think it's very obvious why they announced it. Oh yeah, they needed they needed to yeah curb the backlash somehow. Anyway, yeah, yeah, they needed basically they uh, they caused the fire. They chucked some gasoline on it. Yeah. <laughs> like oh crap! Uh, so they get their uh, electrical foam or whatever, and that's Overwatch Two. Yeah, it's, it's not quite mixed yet, but we'll chuck it on. Yeah. That'll that'll sort of damper it a bit. When Diablo Four, which is just another announcement trailer, they chucked that on too. It was oh, it's gone down. God. Yeah, but it's it's not going to. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, so I I with a lot of these games, I don't expect it to be day and date with the other versions. Obviously, I've got the dog outside barking. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, um, yeah, it's not too far away from the other versions. But obviously, the PC version and next generation consoles or whatever are going to be the priority. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit of an interesting one. So Minecraft Dungeons was inspired by Nintendo 3DS development. So this is a real quick one, Bryce. But basically when they were sort of figuring out how to put Minecraft on the 3DS at uh, Mojang, um, basically they were sort of work, working out sort of how they were going to um, put it onto the 3DS with like the different perspectives they could take. And they said, it all started when we were trying to figure out a cool Minecraft-style game for the Nintendo Switch. We toyed with a bunch of different ideas, and finally, making a dungeon crawler was something that really stuck a chord with us. So, when they'll put it onto 3DS, like, you know, we were surprised when they put the 3DS version out there. And while they were sort of working out to try and get it running, they sort of tried a top-down perspective, and they liked the idea of it, and they kept it going with Minecraft um, dungeons. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like Dungeons, it's also a game that really surprised me at E3 because it's like Minecraft Dungeons when it came up, I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, do I care about the Telltale Minecraft game that came out? No. No. Do I care about Minecraft at all? A little bit, but I don't play it. Yeah. Um, but, but Dungeons, well, holy crap, this is going to be something I will probably play. Uh, it's coming free to Game Pass, but I think it's just, it would be an excellent game just to chuck on my Switch Lite, have in my pocket, get out when I'm at your place, do a couple of dungeons together. Kind of like the, it's kind of like the same itch. Luigi's Mansion might even give me just like looting stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. By all means, yeah. And uh, this was a big, big bit of news as well. So Shigeru Miyamoto is to be uh, recognised as a person of cultural merit by Japan. And this is um, it's a wonder he wasn't already, but yes. Yeah, yeah. and he he is the first person in the video game industry to be recognised by Japan. Um, as beautiful a, as a person of cultural merit beautiful <laughs> I don't know it's just a, a kind of an odd sounding name but I'm sure it's a, it's a very it's, prestigious award yeah. so yeah. this is translated by a Twitter user named Cheesemeister <laughs> who's at, at Cheesemeister3k uh, so Shigeru Miyamoto to be recognised as a person of cultural merit <laughs> by Japan in response he said I'm thankful that light is being shone upon the genre of ga- genre of games uh, not forgetting his co-workers this is a job where you can't do anything by yourself Shigeru Miyamoto was selected as a person of culture merit uh, congratulations this is a first for the video game industry right uh, I'm glad that the people in the game industry are chosen now yeah so um yeah, when I first saw the news, I said the exact same thing you said. Like, how the hell is he not there already? Yeah. He's literally Shigeru Miyamoto. He's done some of the most iconic characters in the video game industry and some of the most iconic characters from Japan as a whole. Yeah, that's right. And obviously, I'm very much in the Nintendo camp. So when I think of Japan, I think of Mario. <laughs> yeah. But even, even like, you know, my parents know Mario and everyone knows Mario and it, they get compared to Mickey Mouse from Disney a lot. But I feel like Mickey Mouse has like waned in recent years, and Mario's you know stayed steady. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they said like, "Oh, he's the first person from the video game industry in general," it's like, okay, well, that makes sense then, because if there's someone else who was chosen before him, it's kind of like, huh? Okay then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, congratulations, Shigeru. Love you, Mister Miyamoto. Yeah, and it, it seems like uh, like it's from more recent games that he's sort of uh stepping back further and further from each game that's being developed yeah you know like a few years ago he was like wagging his finger saying no you don't do this but then like you know Splatoon comes out and in interviews he's saying I don't really like <laughs> the idea of this game I wouldn't have made it yeah. but other people you know he doesn't have that necessarily like uh, 
say on everything anymore. Nah, nah, he's yeah. he's losing he's he's losing touch. Yeah, with and what? Yeah, with what uh, is really capturing people. And I'm I'm happy I'm I'm sort of happy to see him step back. You know, we we need the younger people at Nintendo to keep things going relevancy yeah because yeah. you know he uh, he he said some things in the past which were like you know people don't want to play online in the gamecube era for example yeah right yeah it's like yes they do yes they do shiggy <laughs> not only that there are literally consoles <laughs> that uh really were made for that like the original xbox that's how that's how microsoft got into the game to start off with yeah from focusing on online yeah and right. beat the gamecube <laughs> as well mm-hmm. um so yeah Real awesome. Congratulations, Shigeru Miyamoto. That's, that's right, Shigi. Uh, so, Bryce, uh, th- I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but Reggie had a bit of his own Nintendo Direct on Twitter. Cool. He, put- <laughs> he called it the Reggie Direct, and he put it up as... Insert jingle. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he he put up like little snippets of his uh, lecture at uh, uh, Cornell, the, the uh, university, his sort of... Uh, Oh, at yeah <laughs> I'm losing uh, track of my words yeah. Um, but yeah it's uh, some real interesting sort of uh, stuff come out of it so uh, the Q&A um, people asked him questions about his time at Nintendo and just sort of business in general like the, the lecture was about uh, business but uh, there were a lot of Nintendo fans in the audience and some of them had like pretty uh, interesting questions and some stuff come out of it so um he, he said his thoughts on the Blizzard and China situation. Um, he talked a bit about memes in marketing. And he did talk about that um, all, all the memes that came from Reggie, like, you know, my body is ready and everything. They were like, he never planned them. He said, um, these things can't be planned. So you've got to be agile and sort of just roll with it. Yep. yep. And it didn't feel like until years later, because, you know, the body, my body was ready. He didn't sort of... Um, really roll with that until like years later I feel like it either clicked in his head or someone from the marketing is like you know what the fans actually really love you man and they love this meme you need to sort of recognise it and really roll with it Yeah. and you sort of saw like you know a bit after Nintendo Direct started and Reggie was appearing in that that's when like the sort of I guess the marketing team and Reggie were like alright let's, let's let's keep this moving forward so it was, it was kind of cool to see uh, Reggie sort of uh, talk about that um, talking, he talked about uh, Wii Sports being a pack-in with the Wii and he talked about how him and Iwata had um, disagreements about whether the package are in with the Wii. So in Japan, um, as we all know, Wii Sports did not come packaged in with the Wii at all throughout its life, whereas in North America and everywhere else it did. And that was Reggie's decision to keep it in there. Yeah, and, and it made the Wii extremely yeah. popular. So. Yeah, because I guess Awada saw that the the game had good sales potential, and it did. Yeah, by all means, but absolutely, yeah. It it definitely helped having a game come with the Wii mm. that really did shake up its potential. And like, could could you imagine in a world without the Wii necessarily the Wii Sports being packaged in with the Wii? Because like you know they're coming from the GameCube, they they got beaten down like. PlayStation come in, they beat them down with PlayStation 1, they beat them down with PlayStation 2. Xbox had a good foot in the door and was coming in, already had Xbox 360 out for a year. It could have been a very different situation. People could have looked at the Wii and sort of like, without Wii Sports right next to it to show exactly what it's all about, it might not have had the same appeal. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, you talked about diversity in the workplace, which is you know just your your standard um, workplace diversity, which is which was interesting. Mm-hmm. And someone was a bit snarky, and they asked about Mother Three, and Reggie just sort of laughed it off and said, you know, the best <laughs> the best thing about her, I'm gonna. Um, it's not the exact quote but pretty much but one of the best things about leaving is he doesn't have to worry about that anymore he doesn't have to be asked, asked that question because <laughs> every interview he got asked about it and where's mother three yeah that's right especially when like um, I'm sure <laughs> the developers and that weren't even thinking about mother no <laughs> that series no obviously because right. it's never come out I would love that I don't understand why they can't just release it digitally now there's enough people out there to like make a bit of money off of surely yeah yeah well, I'll buy it like so. you know it, it could sell like you know a few thousand not a few hundred thousand like units just digitally like you know it's a, it's a Game Boy Advance game already there you need to do the translation on it but yeah imagine if they do a modern day Earthbound it'd be awesome I think it'd be cool yeah I know that the curator sort of moved on so you won't have him necessarily to make it anymore but it would be a fantastic series to sort of bring back yeah, and such a strange series. Mm. And what a better platform to bring it back on than the Switch. The mm. Switch is, you know, doing really well. So, yeah. like these these games in the past, so say on the Wii or the GameCube, like F Zero and all that, and Pikmin, which like if you release them on the like, Wii U, it just wouldn't have done too much. But now sunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've got a big enough uh, user base to be like you can pull out these types of niche games. That's right. If yeah. you you sort of like spread them out within the Mario's Mario's and the Zeldas, you can. I reckon it could work. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, I will leave this in the show notes. So um, someone by the by the YouTube channel of uh, Sid uh, Islams um, basically recorded it on his phone and put it up. That's how I was able to watch the um, a fair few of the Q and A questions. Yeah. So I'll put them in the show notes if you want to check them out. They're pretty much like a some. They're pretty much like two to three minute uh, long videos just of each question. Yep. Yeah. Really interesting. And check out Reggie's Twitter as well if you haven't already. Um, yeah cool so, really cool very good uh, so next up Bryce uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about Pokemon Sword and Shield so uh, we're within two weeks of the games coming out we're in November and we're leaking and we're leaking leaky shit yeah so just no, just put it out there we're not talking about leaks at all no um, we, we just are just watch just watch what you do on the internet for the next two weeks because they're everywhere mm-hmm. I've seen a few now I'm pretty miffed You've seen a few. Yeah. I'm pretty miffed. Yeah. So, I've only... I saw like a little tiny bit of the middle evolutions for two of the starters. I've seen the final evolutions for two and possibly the third one, but I don't know whether that one was faked. And that's the thing too. Like, we don't know if what we saw is real. (laughs) It seems very plausible though. Mm. Especially with it being so close and there being 3D models as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, be very careful. Uh, Yeah. Watch what you're doing. Yeah, if you're concerned about spoilers, I'm not. I'm not usually a person that's like, oh, I got to keep away from spoilers. Like, you know, it's something a game like, say, The Last of Us. Obviously, I don't want to know the ending to that story, so I'll keep away. But with Pokemon, there's so many like little bits. Like, I don't want to see any of the Pokemon that haven't been announced. I don't want to know story. I don't want to know lots of things. I just want to go in and discover it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because like with um with Sun and Moon, we went into it knowing what the end game was. We knew what uh all the Pokedex got leaked couldn't avoid it it was a month before the game come out yeah so unless you're just if you unless unless you snap your phone and your computer in half you're not going to avoid those <laughs> leaks at all just watch so, yourself so yeah 
if you're on Twitter, you can ban phrases and words on your tempor- on on your ban list temporarily. So do that mm. if you want to avoid that stuff as well. Yeah, I haven't done any of that yet. Have you? I have not done it. Yeah, no, no, it's too late anyway. <laughs> You know, I don't think I'm going to get any much more spoiled than I am. So, yeah, I see. I see the uh, third legendaries getting around as well. I think. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, be be careful if you're worried about spoilers. Yep. If not, go and check them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're there somewhere. Yeah, they'll be there somewhere. Uh, so, oh, this this is a awesome. This is a really cool. Uh, so, a Pokemon Sword and Shield themed Tetris 99 Maximum Cup begins November seventh. Uh, Have you seen this? No. Uh Basically, um, you know, Tetris 99 does like themed events. I don't know that. About yeah. certain games. It's done Splatoon. It's done the Game Boy theme. So it's done Fire Emblem. Yeah, it's yeah. done Fire Emblem. It's done like pretty much a lot of Nintendo's franchises. Yep. And uh, next weekend is uh, a Pokemon themed one. And this is the one that's like, it's going to make me log on because I want this theme. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like um, all, all the sound effects are replaced by like the, the ball throwing noise, the HP bar, the experience bar, like all these noises just going off and the battle music in the background oh you have to send me a reminder so i don't forget mm, yeah. so yeah november 7th so the weekend pretty much cool yeah so get on there you've got to get your 100 points to uh, get the theme so i think you get 100 points for a win first place and then you get like you know lower and lower as far as like the tiers go down subsequent so, wins yeah yeah so if you if you have like a, a few games you'll be able to get there eventually yep and cool. the better you go the more points you'll be able to get and sweet get there so yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And I guess some of the biggest news for Pokemon this week, apart from or as far as the video games go, is Toby Fox is uh, is composing a uh, piece of music for Sword and Shield. Yeah, yeah, he's he's coming up in the world after Undertale. I'm very pl- very proud of that man. Yeah, yeah. So when we heard he was doing a a piece of music or doing the soundtrack for Little Town Hero at Game Freak, we're like oh be really cool to have a Pokemon <laughs> theme from him and he's uh, done one and it's actually um, been released on the internet I don't know uh, how people confirmed that this is his song I haven't seen him or the Pokemon company or anyone say this is a song by Toby Fox so I'm not actually sure how that got out there could, Whether- it could sort of just be um, well if, if shit's getting leaked from the game already I'm sure somebody sort of managed mm. to find it yeah but even even if like you say you had the game broken out in front of you, you had the music tracks, how do you know that that's Toby Fox's song? It's his style. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it sounds like a Toby Fox song. So that song will be this Nintendo jukebox this week to check out if yeah. you haven't checked it out already. Uh, personally, what did you, what did you think of it? We sort of. Oh, awesome! I, I listened to it on headphones today. I don't know if you've you no, I haven't yet. No. You've only listened to it like in the car. Yeah. from my phone speakers yeah <laughs> I'll listen to it on the way home in my car yeah through the stereo yeah yeah no it sounds uh, sounds great yeah and it's 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 actually a battle theme because we'll he said that oh this is what he said on Twitter anyway um, he said hey I'm finally allowed to announce this I was asked to compose a track for Pokemon Sword and Shield it's a huge honour to be asked to be a part of something like this I hope you enjoy hearing it when the game comes out um, so he says when the game comes out we've already heard it from so. from humble <laughs> from humble earthbound hacker to Pokemon composer how good is that awesome yeah yeah he, he made a, he, he had a long journey but he made it and he, he really got himself in that industry through Nintendo especially mm. but yeah it's, it, it, do you hear the story of how he sort of got this gig 
No. Well, basically, he was over in Japan because well, I, I know that, and he, he talked to he talked to Sakurai and went and played Smash with him and all that stuff, and hmm. I remember all that because um, Undertale came out in Japan not too long ago and was over over there promoting it. Yeah. And he got talking to one of the Game Freak employees in the bar, and basically said, "Oh, you should do the soundtrack for uh, Little Town Story." So I did that, and I guess in the meantime, he's <laughs> also uh, got into doing a Pokemon nice song. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and the last bit of Pokemon news and last bit of news for the show, uh, there's a new trailer for the new Pokemon anime, which, uh, have you seen this, Bros? I have not. Did I you? didn't realise I was one, so I'll have to watch it because mm. I've enjoyed Sun and Moon, so... Yeah, so this this trailer, it's, um as we talked about before, the game's based not just in one region, but it looks like it's based in all of the regions. Yeah, it's po- a Pokemon world sort of scenario. Yeah, so... Ash has achieved his dream, so now he's just roaming the continents mm. and seeing how he can do little things. Yes. So this is the write-up from my Nintendo News. Uh, it says, uh, the, the very first trailer for the upcoming Pokemon anime series has made its d- debut today, and it has certainly got f- fans talking. The trailer, which is in Japanese, seems to be showing flashbacks of Pikachu and Ash leading people to believe it could be a full reboot reboot of the series focusing on Ash's backstory with Pikachu. Uh, take a watch below, etc., etc., um, and we'll know more when the English trailer comes out. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Yeah, so it'll be... When I was watching it, it was in complete Japanese. I had no idea what's going on. And, like, a lot of these other two characters which are introduced... Um, in this series are from Kanto and it sort of like flashes back on Ash you know uh, going to Professor Oak getting Pikachu you know all of like the iconic things from season one and it makes me wonder whether this is them erasing like Brock and Misty and all of that don't know or whether this is Ash um, you know ten years later and he's just like thinking back to Brock and Misty and those adventures we've watched before or it could be that the sun and like that that canonical timeline of Pokemon has ended now that Ash has achieved his dream, so now they're doing like a mm. alt reality thing. Yeah, it could be too. Yeah, could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, at, at this stage, you may as well just reboot it. Like, oh yeah, really? Like, there's no, there's it's, no. Harm it's there. ended. You know, his his journey. He's finally he's finally done it. To be fair, uh, the Pokemon series kind of rebooted to me back probably at the end of like the advanced generation just just because you know when like Brock and Misty left and like the, and the series just kept on repeating itself you know go to a new place hand off your old Pokemon start again like yeah. it was just like the same every series yeah and you, you sort of saw no progression in Ash as a character so you know with this series you may as well just get rid of all that start again <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah it's one way of looking at it so yeah, you will be watching this. You reckon? I reckon I will keep up with the I'll watch it, new yeah. series this year. Yeah, or next Sun year. and Moon's yeah. impressed me, so I'm going to finish that off and then watch this. I think. Mm. Yeah, same. It's about it's the only thing about Sun and Moon that I really like. It's the anime. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually really good. It's just campy and fun. Mm. It's good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Bryce. Well. That might be the end of the episode. I'll let you go to bed. I'll let you get ready for work in the uh, morning. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. I'd rather just sit here and talk more, but I can't. Yeah. Mm. Oh, just oppress all our listeners. Jesus. That's right. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, think about jelly beans and sugar. That'll Ugh. get you excited. 
Ugh. Just imagine <laughs> like somebody pouring a bowl of cereal except your milk is sugar and your cereal is jelly beans. Mm. God, way to rot your teeth. Yeah, no, don't do that, kids. No. So next next week, should we do uh, a discussion on Super Mario 64 for uh, episode 121? You reckon? Yeah. Yeah? Because I'll say it now so then we can get people to submit their, you know, memories and everything of Super Mario 64. So if you're listening... Yeah. If yeah. you're listening to this and you're uh, passionate about Super Mario 64 or even any of the other Mario games that have 120 or even 121 power stars as uh, a lot of them do with the extra one. Uh, yeah, write into at the House of Mario on Twitter, Facebook, um, or myself at iDruby or Bryce at Ivy Revan on uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is. Just uh, talking about, yeah, about your memories and everything. Absolutely. I reckon that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode 120. Uh, I've already said where you can find us on the Twitters, so we don't have to go through that today, Bros. That's right. Uh, if you'd like to talk about Nintendo or anything with us in our awesome community, uh, go uh, to our Discord. <laughs> Jesus. Go to our Discord link, which is in the show notes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Beautiful. Should have wrote this down. I'm falling apart. It's uh, late, and I'm it is, it is late. <laughs> I'm falling apart. Agreed. <laughs> uh, Bryce, as I said before, Nintendo jukebox this week is Toby Fox's battle theme. Battle theme in oh, Jesus, Bryce. in Swish and Swish. Yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Swish coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm excited. Bryce is. I'm I'm semi excited. He's semi excited. And together that makes... Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Anyway, (laughs) thank you very much for listening and uh, we will catch you next week. See you, lads and ladies. Hello, Bryce. How are you going, mate? Eat my butt. Eat your butt? How big is your butt? Very large. Mm, so, uh, how many meals do you reckon I'll get out of your butt? 20. 20. That's 20 a lot meals. Of meals. Yeah. So, should I freeze them or should I just try and eat them all uh, real quickly? Real quickly. Mm. Mm. Is your is your butt red meat or is it more of a white meat? Uh, who would know? I don't cook human meat. Mm. Yeah, who knows? Mm. Might be like a big chicken on one cheek. Been a bit of a deer or an elk on the other cheek. Oh, yeah, it could be. <laughs>